0: Good afternoon, I'm Darren Kelly and welcome to the Camogie edition of the Curtain Razor. On tonight's show, we catch up with All-Ireland winner Fanula Carr on Clondof's title defence in the Downs Senior Camogie Championship. And we welcome Rosie Mary and Breda Cunningham from Armagh to update us on the Orchard County and the impending heated battle between Portmore and Grangemore. We'll have all the weekend fixtures and the midweek results here on the Curtain Razor. And we'll begin now with the midweek camogie results starting in Cork. The Cork Senior Camogie Championship, Sean Dune 518, I'm O'Killy 1 5. Galway Senior Camogie Championship, Ardran 16 points, Mullia 14. Atten 5 516, Cairnmore 9 points. And Aircourt 418, Clymer 11 points. And Ormore Mary 417, Davids 3 points. In Antrim, it finished Dunloy 214, Ballycastle 1 8. Two games took place in the Carroll Senior Camogie Championship. Michel 223, St Mullins 1 2, Dave 313, Mount Leinster Rangers 2 6. And finally, in the Wicklow Senior Camogie Championship. We finished Glen 3 6, Bray Immitts 2 so 7. delighted to be joined now by Down Camogie player Fanula Karam. We're going to look ahead to the Down Senior Camogie Championship and also the Inter County later in the year. First, Fanula, good afternoon. Good afternoon,
1: Darren. How are you?
0: a good form there now is really, as they were, thankfully games are continuing to go ahead. We're back in action and, of course, championships building up and players without a shadow without a doubt are getting excited.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, it's great to be back training and back playing. Um, I think the social aspect is very, when we talk about matches and entertainment, I think the social aspect of training and being in part of a group and a team is very underestimated by. So it was just great to be back in the field and back training away.
0: We've, players like we've always talked about how important the club is but this year whether by accident or design uh, we're getting the opportunity because there's no inter-county talk until later in the year it's all about the club championship and it's it's definitely bringing a spring in the step for uh, panels that are together probably the first time in a long time
1: yeah funny we were we were talking about this um just recently there having two seasons like in the one season so having a separate season for your club and a separate season for your county is actually really enjoyable being able to focus on just one team and having one master I say is you know it's it's just been great there's no distractions there's no pressure it's just going out playing for your club guilt free like not feeling that you shouldn't be going training tonight because you're county training or not training because you have to go to county training tomorrow night like it's been a, it
0: has been great it's a great term actually there let me say guilt free because we, people don't have, I think people just don't ever think about the pressure that has on the players that are representing their county and their club they're, they're trying to hit that balance the whole time and want yeah. to succeed with both teams obviously but at least this year now and maybe we've stumbled on something by design that we can do a split season yeah
1: definitely um I think camogie in particular, sometimes there's added pressure because you don't have the same numbers involved in camogie teams. And I think sometimes there is the pressure where you feel like you have to train for both um, for both your club and your county and you end up nearly training six nights of the week then. Um, I just don't think it's sustainable really. I mean, you see the break that you've had this year and the fact that you have one to focus on at one time. If there was one recommendation to come out of all of this year, they'd be hoping
0: that they would keep the separate seasons. Oh, and you know, and the thing is, it's been a common recurring theme in all the conversations we've had as well. That it can be done. It's just maybe this year could show us how it can be done, whether it's county before club or vice versa. But we talk about club first anyway. Of course, um, I don't need to ask you, the happiest day of your career yes. so far was in Crow Park a year and a bit ago when Tom Duff won in All-Ireland. And now you're still leading the charge there and down going for three in a row.
1: Yeah, um, it was definitely the great. The wasn't just in the sporting career. It was definitely the best day of my life, bar none. Um, such a, such a feeling of overwhelming relief and jubilation, and I, I don't know if you could ever compare it to anything else. Really, a lot of work went into that. Like a lot of years and playing club championship and dying because we hadn't won a, our county title before. And then we won it for the first time with a group of players and there's only a handful of us still going. And then during that time we've had a couple of rebuilds and that and you never you always wondered would you win another county championship? Never mind. Get to the, the holy grail. And then when we did it last year, it was after years and years of hard work and sacrifice and a just reward.
0: What I liked in the article I read during the lockdown was when I was growing up following Gaelic games, your dad Ross would have been the person I would have watched with down won the All-Irelands in 91 and 94, but even him saying to you that it was the one thing he didn't have was that like at the end of the day, it's great playing for down, but you really want to achieve something with your club.
1: Yeah. It's just, a, I don't know what it is. Cause like when you win with Down, it's, you know, it is a great sense of elation as well. I think it, I think because it meant so much to so many people on a personal level with, you know, your club. And it's probably a cliche at this stage, like, club is who you are and where you're from. But our Camogie Club in Clendough is very, very close. Um, We're very close as a group, as a panel of players, but we're very close committee level as well. You know, the mummies are the committee members and past mummies of players are committee members and now past players are now becoming committee members. So we're very, very close. We're very lucky that way, like...
0: And it is something that successful clubs do. It's it's that kind of continuing to evolve. You see other clubs where someone's in for a couple of years, they're gone. But when you see the family connection, as you mentioned there, when past players are coming back and getting involved, whether it's through coaching or admin as well, Is what a club needs to continue bringing the cycle through.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes as players as well, you forget um, just how much goes into running a club. And one of the things that we're, we're trying to look at is we're giving a bit back like I'm I haven't I've been living in Dublin for the last number of years and I haven't been great at giving back to the club like in terms of coaching and that and I've just moved home so I'm hoping that I'll be able to give something back because the impact that it's had on my life is just second to none like
0: well Finola well you're still playing and doing the business on the field I think you would be forgiven for that for a couple (laughs) more years anyway (laughs) let's look at the uh, championship of course we'll start with yourselves as well uh, opening assignment on Saturday against Ballycran
1: yeah good tough opener for us um, away to Ballycran um, it's always very hard going over to the yards um, very passionate Hurling and Camogie people um, we are confident in how we've prepared and then it's just about backing yourself and trusting yourself then on Saturday to, to get over the line Um Ballycrown probably have had a, a few results recently where they haven't been happy. So they probably feel that they have a point to prove as well. And then they're in their own backyard. And so I'm just hoping if we focus on ourselves and then work hard, the result will look after itself.
0: Just for those listening that wouldn't know, what's the formatting down? Is it a knockout competition? Is there groups? Is there a back door?
1: This year changed. We're actually doing a group stages this year. So last year and any other year, it's been knockout. And um, this year, it's two groups of four. Um, with the top two going through to the semi-finals and the groups are, are pretty evenly split in our group we have Ballycran, Leitrim, ourselves and, um, and Raid and then in the other group there are Breda, Bally Galgett, Portoferri and Castlewellan. so you could have two out of you'll have two teams out of each group going through to the semi-finals and then the final in
0: And never has it been more important than this year because I know there will be league matches taking place and players getting challenge matches in, but everybody is still pretty raw until the opening championship match too. And it'd be a shame for a team to go out the first day uh, simply for having an off day.
1: It would be hard this year because you haven't had the league. We've had probably, I think we've had two league games and the other uh, group had three, but that was done through logistics because of the county and the Arts Peninsula and the ferry not being available so we've only really had two league games and this year just with the year that's in it to have a knockout competition to give girls three three Masters of Camogie probably would have been unfair so I think they've done it really well I actually think Dyne as a county have responded really well to the, the coronavirus and they've organised their competitions and they've allowed teams to get together and followed all the guidelines and issued all the, the guidelines so fair play to them
0: and that's what it's all about, is just getting everybody together to work for the same common goal and then we can focus on exactly what we're here for, which is what happens on the pitch.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're able to just go hell for leather now, like focus on the club and just go for it.
0: Now, you mentioned you're the other two teams in the group as well. I know be, your focus will be on Ballycrown on Saturday, but Leitrim, it's not that long ago, and so Leitrim-Fontenay were our county champions and they're going to have their opening contest against Enrique's.
1: Yeah, Leitrim, uh, Leitrim always have great camogie players. Um, Just want to mention Maureen McLean in there, who was picked in the top 50 camogie players of the last 50 years. Um, A just reward for Maureen on a camogie level on a personal level, because she's not only a great camogie player, but she's actually a great person as well. Um, But Leitrim are just another traditional camogie club, and they breed so many good players. Dervil McGee, who's a daughter of Nuala, Karen McMullen, Kelly O'Higgins... Amy McAleenan, Kelly O'Higgins, like they're all fantastic Camogui players. And they're, you know, they play a good team, well-balanced. So they'll definitely be looking to put their eye or hand on the title this year again.
0: As you mentioned there, Maureen McAleenan as well, being named in the top 50 players with Lena Foley and the Irish Independent. How important is that for down Camogie when you see somebody... Um, um, Rewarded like that, you know, I know it's a, it's a ball, but I mean it's uh, honoured and acknowledged for her contribution to the game, especially in the for the county.
1: Yeah, I was lucky enough to be able to play with Mooring, but I think last year um, the campaign "If you can't see, you can't be." Like whenever we were growing up, you know, Down had won the Junior All Ireland and Intermediate All Ireland, so we were able to see people that we wanted to have, um, to be like as we got older. Um, I think it's important now. Social media is a huge part to play in the promotion of Camogie and. You know, showing young girls that it's good to be a strong, fit, uh, healthy camogie player, um, and the same right as it, it is to be a hurler or a footballer. So the more peop- the more young girls and even young boys can see people being successful on a sporting field, then the better. Especially for local kids and and Laitram and in Dine, you know, it was great to be able to see more and get our just rewards
0: and I encourage more to take up the game and and, and respond in a positive. Yep. manner as well. The other group um, let's, let's start with the team you beat in year's county final, Portaferry. they're going to be, their opening contest in that group is against Brida
1: Yeah, uh, Breeda are, are very strong, Breeda have great um, players as well, uh, Catherine Rocks is, she's played for the county for a number of years and they've always had one or two others um, Porta Ferry would probably be strong favourites uh, but and I do expect Portaferry Ferry to probably win, but I don't think they'll have it as easy as people might think.
0: And like they were, the, they were in the last two county finals as well, so like they'll be so anxious as well to try and make a third time lucky for themselves and eventually get a crack at yourselves, if that's how results pan out.
1: Yeah, uh, they've always been there about thereabouts. Like they have great players in Portaferry. Ferry. They're very well managed. Uh, Marty Mallon and Philip Byers have been over them for the last couple of years and they're very well coached and managed they always get the best out of their players um, and I think that's a sign of a good management team and a good team as well who respond well to them so I think Portaferry will have a big say in this year's championship for sure
0: Now as we talk about Portaferry, maybe using Clonduff as a, a, a motivation for their championship campaign I've no doubt you used Bally before the breakthrough in 2018 that led all the way to Crow Park uh, they start off their campaign against Castlewellen
1: Yeah um again good for down actually there's a lot of there'll be a good few county players playing from Castlewellan this year as well um, Sosha Carton Aoife Cone uh, Katrina Caldwin are all on the county panel um, Bally Galgate will be strong favourites there um, and I think as well Castlewell are going to over to the arts so it's it's a much tougher ask like any team that travels the arts generally is up against it um, Bally are very very strong they've had good underage and uh, savages there's four savages playing I think or three anyway so it'll be a tough game but Ballet will be strong favourites early
0: it's encouraging when you look through the eight teams you know, because Down would be known for having pockets of hurling, Camogie over years but like there's a good kind of spread of teams there there's, there'll be the two or three favourites alright but it promises to be a good competitive competition
1: yeah Camogie and Down is actually in a great place at the minute the teams are fairly level, and club you know ourselves, Ballygalget, Portaferry, Leitrim, Ballycran, You've Castlewell. Noreen Cone has done great work in Castlewell as a club. You've Breda here, are putting a lot into it, and you've Unrated, um, and you've a few girls. You know Mayo Bridge is coming very strong now. you Camogie, again, you've Holland. Like Ahadurgh reformed there a few years ago, and they put a lot into their underage as well. The games are all competitive. And we're all very passionate Kamogi people. So whenever we play each other, you know they're very very tough. So you're be- you're yeah. always improving as a player. Then and then whenever you go to your county, it's you know that next step. Then and trying to just gel it together.
0: Well, we're certainly looking forward to hearing sports stats keeping an eye on that competition goes as well. And I won't ask you to predict the winners because I think you'll, you'll be kind of caught in the rock in a hard place. We know what you're going to say anyway. And I wish Clon the very, very best of luck. Finola, just before I let you go, let's talk about down later in the year. Before the lockdown came in, they were going nicely in the league.
1: Yeah, we have um, a good management team in this year. Um, on, for this first time in a few years, we had entered a second team as well. Um we had we won a league game and then things stopped and we were due to play Wexford who would have been Wexford's first team I think after getting relegated last year and then we were due to play Galway who were in the All-Iron final last year so it would probably have been good for us if we could have got one of those games just to see where we were Um, we've won we've won the Ulster Championship the last two years in a row we got to the All-Iron semi-final last year and you know we just didn't Perform well on the day, like we left an awful lot of scores behind us. I think our scoring average was in around thirty five percent, and you were just not. You lost
0: by a point or two, if I remember. To best needle, not Lost it?
1: by one point, yeah. Mm. And when you have percentages like that, you're you're always putting yourself in the back foot. Like, and those small margins make such a big deal. Come at the the end of the year, um, we have a good group now. We have a good tough group in the championship for the All Ireland series. We play Derry and we play Kilkenny with only one of them coming out. I think Kilkenny come to us and we have to go to Derry. So, you know, that's going to be a very difficult group to come out of. Um, but if you come out it, you're ha- you have the bonus of having two strong games behind you. So, we're in a good place. Um, it's good that we'll be able to focus on the club first and then give our all to the county. And the past few years, it's been you're nearly juggling the both and it's been very, very difficult. And I think that actually stood probably against us last year because we played around the championship fixtures before the All Ireland, but a week or ten days before it, and it was hard to it was hard to get your team focused for dying whenever you had that going on as well. So I think this year we'd we'll be hoping to to do well in our group and to come, we'll be hoping you know to come out of it. Um, but a lot of all that will depend on club championships and them going well and giving good competition, so we have a good number of games and getting your, your games in before the county season is very important.
0: Because you mentioned there as well, those games against Galway and Wexford would have been a good test uh, for yourselves as well as those counties in their own respective meeting too. I don't think took place either as well, but like with Derry, uh, we know Derry are going to play much better than they played in the league. And of course, with the yeah. intermediate side, you, you never know what to expect, but you know it's going to be tough. So yeah. coming out with that group, we'll, I know there's no Crow right. Park this year. It's a bit of a blow, but at least gives you a chance to chase All Ireland.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. I think just for the in- intermediate players and junior players in general, it's very disappointing not to be in Croke Park or for the finals not to be in Croke Park or for Komobi in general not to have their day in Croke Park whenever the other three codes are. I'm not sure the reasoning behind it, but I'm sure there was. They just didn't decide, willingly just to have the senior game in, in Croke Park. Um, but again, like it's if you come out of your group, you're in an All-Ireland semi-final. And then if you come out of that, you're in an All-Ireland final and while like while Crow Park is great, if you're gonna win if you're gonna win in all Ireland you're not gonna put your nose up at the venue that you're gonna win in. So I hope that they I hope that they we get that I hope we have that problem to contend with. But um, it's just one of those things with the year that's in it. You just there's not a lot you can do, like.
0: We certainly hope it's only one off year too. two, and regardless of what happens if they make the intermediate and junior the showpiece it should be whether it's in Crow Park or not. Vanula, thanks a million for joining us here in sports. I Really enjoyed that conversation. I wish you again cloned first and also down in general the best of luck with the club championships coming up and later on in the year with the All-Ireland Series. And I hope this is the first of many chats that we have.
1: Brilliant, Darren. Thanks, million. Take care.
0: I'm delighted now to be joined for our next segment where we're going to preview the Armagh Senior Camogie Championship and talk all things Armagh Camogie. And I have I, two I guests with we'll me here that uh, will promote Armagh Camogie, but are going to be fierce rivals next week when the Armagh Championship kicks off. And that is Breda Cunningham from Portmore and Rosie Mary from Grainmore. First ladies, uh, good afternoon. Hiya. Hiya. Uh, Rosie, I'm going to start with yourself. Um... Uh, the, the Armagh the championship is starting. there has been leagues taking place and all that but now we're at the, the big point of the year where it's time to get on with the championship
2: yeah absolutely but, but the unusual thing this year is the league usually was a good indicator about who the fancy teams would be in the championship run-up but unfortunately Armagh leagues were non-competitive this year but there were still some good surprise showings in um, the league to date there's been about two or three matches so far in the league and we've a couple, we've one team unbeaten, two teams actually unbeaten, Madden and um, Kayleigh in the league to date, so that would have been, wouldn't have been predicted last year because both those teams really weren't at full stretch, but this year they're really going good, Um, Portmore and Graham Moore coming in there really with a couple of losses, but still going good and showing good promise, but Wednesday night will be the clinker between Portmore and Graham Moore now in, the, in one of the preliminary round matches. So um, it'll be good to see how the Portmore girls fare out now in senior championship because they wouldn't have been there for quite some time. But they are a very young, um, slick team, I would call them. Great skill and great youth on their sides and very keen to make goods show up in the actual senior championship. And then you've always got the usual ones with Katie and Bally McNabb and Madden pulling up the ranks. And not forgetting Crossman then, who's newly into senior last year after coming up through intermediate and had one year with senior. First round match last year against Middletown, they won and won well and had a great show out. Everyone expected Middletown to come out of that match. But Crossman then went on, won that match by four or five points and went into the senior championship final. So they'll be looking to do one better this year. Um, they have drawn Middletown again this year in the first round. So they'll be hoping to take another scalp off them this year and uh, progress again to the senior champ to the semi-final.
0: There's some really intriguing matches for that preliminary round. Breida, uh your club Portmore are newly promoted up as well and you definitely must be looking forward to getting involved in senior and having a right good crack at it.
3: We're really excited, Darren. Um, I think uh, Rosie's trying to set me up there, but uh, <laughs> the centre out to referee our match last night, so we, we think she was spying on us, no doubt. But uh, <laughs> we 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 are one of the oldest clubs in Armagh, Darren, and we have a, a long record of of senior uh, championship wins over the years. I I think, in fact, we have the most senior championships. Uh, wins of all the clubs in Arma, but we have been off the uh, the senior pedestal for the last 15, 18 years. So um we have just come back in again. We really had to rebuild the club. So we've come back in again and we have we're working on the back of an under 16 team that really excelled a couple of years ago. So a great young team, but we will not be underestimating and more, they were the proud holders of of the Passahearn Shield for for three years, and uh, it will be. I think it will be one of the preliminary. It'll be great excitement for you know both the clubs. Um, it'll be a new pairing in the senior championship that hasn't happened for a while. But, um, I think we will be, uh, welcoming you know a, a, a host of fantastic games. You know, as Rosie said, Ballymacnab, Madden. You know, it, it'll certainly. Um, and that, that one would certainly exceed the, 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 the crowd limitations. Um, it was a clinker that they were last year's finalists. So um, it, 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 certainly all the games would be thrown up, you know, um, some novel uh, parents and it, it would be, um, it'll be great to see, um, you know, of course we have Jenny O'Leary, now Jenny Curry uh, coming back out for Middletown. She was off last year on maternity. So Jenny's always a treat, and worth the um, the admittance money on her own. And uh, as Rosie said, they're playing cross and cross have fabulous young team as well. Ashlyn McMahon, Faye, and Faye Fitzpatrick and Kiva O'Neill, who all represent Armagh on the county team. So th- th- this that certainly is is a mouthwatering tie as well. So um, and of course the Nab laced with county players. Um, Ellie McKee has the best hands, I think, for fielding. Emer Smith, um, really strong. Uh, Shelley McArdle last year was the Premier League player. Um, so this fabulous uh, you know, mouthwatering ties there that we'll all be looking forward to.
0: So I'm really looking forward to there as well. But just, Brida, touching the point there, now we won't go too much into the crowd limitations that are affecting everybody across the whole island as well, but people on the outside mightn't realise exactly that our man loved our camogie. And if I'm correct, last year's county finals would have been one of the biggest gates seen across the country.
3: Oh, we had a fabulous crowd last year. Um, That game was hosted in Moor and I think we had up on... Well, Rosie could probably tell you better, but we definitely had, you know, a few thousand people at the game. Um, it was a fabulous afternoon of sport. It was a doubleheader with the intermediate final and then the senior final coming straight after it. Um, I, I we're really anxious. The, the, the clubs are all anxious this year. There is a limitation on the bigger grounds of capacity of 400. But some of the, um, the smaller grounds wouldn't have that capacity. So it's going to be very difficult to um, accommodate the appetite for tickets. Um, we've had a very lively debate there on our own county board meeting on who on ticket allocation, um, children having to pay in, usually we, the children would be free. Um, but because of all the COVID restrictions and the guidelines we've had, of course, we want to put health and safety over uh, revenue. But um, it certainly will be, I, I suspect, there will be some challenges uh, for people doing, doing the gate and um, certainly there's going to be some people very, very disappointed.
0: Yeah, and it's a pity for that too because when you have the passion and the interest, Rosie, in what's going on and before we go through the individual ties that are kicking off this competition, just give us, um, like, what I can asking breeder there in regards how the limitations are affecting but also the format of the senior championship.
2: Well, the format of the Senior Championship, on Wednesday night, we have four games. Middletown hosts Cross Portmore uh, against Graeme Moore, that's in Graham Moore, and Bally McNabb v Madden, and Tully Sarn v Katie. So th- all those four matches, they have the potential to get a great crowd. As Breda said, Bally McNabb and Madden will be a fancied match there, and for the neutral they'll probably head to that one. But um, there's still some great camogie there to be played in all those other matches. Graham Moore in particular, especially hosting the match, there's always great community support from Graham Moore when the camogues are out in the field. And there'll be an awful lot of disappointed uh, supporters for the Graham Moore women that uh, can come to that match, actually, particularly the underage level because it always seems to come in droves with the underage girls. But Portmore also bring a big crowd with them as well. So I would expect there's going to be a few issues at the gate with people coming with no tickets and having to be turned away. But um in terms of the camogie, there's going to be a lot of camogie and weddings tonight there now. And it's it's hard to pick one of those matches now that you would that would say it would be surpassed them all. But I think I'm looking at Bally and Madden to be a good one, as well as Portmore and Graham Moore obviously as well. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: we, have Darren, we have, Sorry, Rosie, I was just going to say to Darren, we have been spoilt um, over the past number of years that we have been able to use facilities in the athletic grounds. And once we are in the athletic grounds, we do have the option of ARMA TV and... Um, it, that has been fabulous because we've been able to uh, have our semi-finals and finals recorded, and of course, then you know we've all got um, you know club members all over the world, all over Ireland. So that has been a fabulous facility. So it is in some ways we are hoping to get our semi-finals in into um, the athletic grounds in Armagh. Uh, And hopefully, you know, if people can't physically be at the games, at least they will have the option of being able to watch it live on Armad TV.
0: Well, never is there a year it would be more important to get that as well. Rosie, is this a knockout competition? Is there a backdoor league format? How does it work? No,
2: there's no knockout competition. So it's all on the night. I usually run a Senior B Championship, but I don't know if they're going to run it this year or not, so if you're beaten in the first round, you will go into a Senior B competition, sort of like a novelty prize, if you like, but um, no, Wednesday tonight will decide who progresses and, and who has an early exit for Camogie. I'm sure, for the year, which is unfortunate, but um, it is what it is. The league normally runs the second half after the championship starts, you know, but there is no second half really, to the league as much as as normally would be, you know. So,
0: it's... well, we'll go straight into it, then, and we won't we won't keep everyone waiting. Now, we'll get straight to that match where you both can get your say. If you say nice things about each other already. I'm sure it's about to change. Portmore, first <laughs> Grainmore, uh, Rosie. We'll start with yourself.
2: Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't see any any other winner. Only Grainmore. The sheer <laughs> in Grainmore is just awesome. They would have had a large pool of girls playing for the county team down through the years, had three senior championships in a row, they had a bit of a blip last year in the first round, but they are very strong and very committed and very determined to make sure they get to that county final this year and take home the, the father, whatever
3: you call your man, shield again. <laughs>
0: Brie, let you come in with the counter, uh, counter
3: We're well familiar with, with uh, the name of, of um, the Arma Senior Championship, as I've said. We, we, we have won it more times than anyone else, Darren. So, um, I, I would, I would give uh, Greenmore the credit that they would be a more experienced uh, team in, in Senior Camogie. But, um, we have a very young, vibrant team and a very fit team. And in fact, at the moment, we have eight, Eight girls on the county panel, uh, six at the on the Armagh senior panel and two at under eighteen. So well, of course I haven't been out training from from the lockdown, but um you know we have we have abundance of talent and we have you know a very strong and vibrant club. So I think Grain Moore could be in for a bit of a
0: shock. <laughs> oh was good fighting talk I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as well. Like as you're saying, for your own that young group and a lot of under sixteen players on it as well. Obviously, there's only thing they're thinking about is trying to beat Moore on Wednesday night. But it's setting a foundation as well in among the top ranks in Armagh and to re-establish uh, the club um, from to the heights you hit back in the day.
3: Absolutely, Darren. I think uh, in the club I am the chairperson of our club and, um, you know, we would count the club going into what we would call the third generation. My mother, my mother's generation played, um, although she, she wasn't on the championship winning teams, but um, then my sister and I were on, on the championship winning teams and now my daughter's is playing. Um, so we would count this many of the girls who I played with, you know, who, who would be in the same ilk. They're all coming from very strong, um, you know, families very strong. You know, you know, sort of uh, Gaelic families, and there would be a strong tradition of the MCM families coming through again and again. So we we certainly are are looking forward to you know uh, getting back up and in, into the the upper echelons of of Armagh County because there is such a proud tradition, and you'll find that uh, Darren right across. So the small small villages all over Arma, you know, the, the, there is a very strong and high passion for for Camogie. A lot of the dual teams, a lot of, I know our club would only be uh, Camogie, but a lot of the girls would play um, football as well, whereas Rosemary's club, they, they are running Camogie and football. So, you know, these girls are highly competitive and very, very fit extremely fit.
0: And Rosie, as uh, Breda mentions there, Greymoor highly competitive and of course, there's nothing more dangerous than a wounded animal after losing your county title last year. uh, They'd be so determined to get it back.
2: Oh, absolutely. I think if nothing else, it it showed them what they've lost. So they actually are far more determined. There's more fire in them now than I've seen them before to actually go and win that championship back again, because the pride they had in themselves after the first one was just unbelievable. But then when they won two and then three in a row, it was just, it was you might as well have won the World Cup. It was just oh, the All-Ireland Final. It was just amazing. And the girls will have missed that buzz and will have missed that excitement and all the praise and accolades they got because they were three in a row champions. So there is an awful lot of fighting, in them still. We've lost a couple of players, but then we've gained some new young ones coming up through. And we have players on the KIT team as well that are gaining through all that expertise as well and it's just it's I think it's going to be a, a cracker of a match on Wednesday night but
3: Moore will definitely <laughs> be with
2: we'll all guns please
3: and Rita, be ready Darren, I think you should press the mute button on her <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, ser- I certainly know uh, Winston I'll be keeping a, a firm eye on what's going on there <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, listen ladies I wish you the best look at that particular match thank you hope you're f- Thank your friendship you. is intact at Thank the end of it regardless how it goes we'll we, we, we move to the other games very quickly Rosie just want to have you there You would have had a, a good rivalry with in recent years as well going to a, a replay in the semi-final in 2018 they were up against Tully Sarin you were saying that, that Katie's league form uh, is very very encouraging for what to expect in this championship yeah
2: absolutely K- Katie sort of went a wee bit off boil there for a while but have really come back strong this year now. They have a great manager in Alistair McGilligan from Clunduff, and he was the former manager of the Armagh County Camogie team last year, so um, I think Katie sees the opportunity to get Alistair on board now, and he really has put them through their paces, and they really are on top-notch form now at the minute, very determined. They beat Valley McNabb last night by a point in the league, so um, totally unbeaten, and Really ready for it, uh, I would say. Tully Sarn will have their hands full trying to keep tabs with Katie Turner on next Wednesday night because it's, it will be a big, strong match, and I expect Katie to come out of that match
0: with Katie G- 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 hoping to keep the form going is, as we've seen Tully and well capable of uh, pulling off a shock Breda we're talking with Middletown and Jennifer O'Leary one of the greatest the games ever produced first having her playing Camogie in Armagh is a massive boost for the game in the county and can she inspire them to victory over cross then
3: I, I think she may well do um, Middletown uh, were bereft without her last year put it like that she, she brings um, such passion, skill and she can see the ball before, uh, it seems to be about 20 seconds before anyone else can react. So she she has been a treat for all the Arma, uh, Kamogs and Middletown have really benefited from her. Their whole underage structure coming right up through, they're they're just getting stronger and stronger. So they they had actually um, amalgamated with Derry Noose over um, maybe two years. Um, but they're now backfielding on their own and Jenny's back at the helm and I really think that uh, Cross McGlain will have um, a, a, a lot of uh, difficulty in keeping Jenny in check but in saying that uh, Cross mclean have a very strong uh, middle panel with the two all-stars there with um, Ashlyn McMahon and Faith Fitzpatrick and they have been outstanding very very young girls only eighteen, nineteen 19 years of age and they would grace any team. So that, that certainly would. Um, the, 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 the certainly won't go down without a good fight. So um, Middletown have played um, Arma in a friendly game, actually, at the start of the year, and were, were extremely, extremely fit going back this is way back in February time and definitely looked like they were prepared for business this year.
0: And keep keeping that now after the lockdown will be very intriguing to see. And of course, first day out as well. We we don't I know the the league matches have been played, but it's very hard to judge the form. I said I let the two we have an input in the final game. Of course it's a repeat of last year's county final. Um Breda, Madden, they lost out that game. They'll be very, very hungry to put one over the defending champions. Uh, yes,
3: and they seem to have had a fantastic start to, um, you know, the our, our, our league structure at the minute. Um, they had a very convincing win over Graham Moore, um, and they certainly have a raft of talent. Uh, Hannah Hughes, um, Emer Grimley, they have um, Kelly Mullan who uh, has been an absolute queen of the square, I think. Um, so they have the very strong panel, and they are—they th- th- were the winners of the championship going back, um, must have been 15, 16. And they were wore the, the, the mantle very proudly, and they actually have um, a couple of girls back who, who had been in Australia, and they have uh, the Kiernan sisters, uh, very strong families uh, in, in Madden, the Grimley girls as well. And they have a matriarch who uh, runs a club, uh, Anne Grimley, and you would need to be up very early in the morning to catch Anne because she'll have them primed, absolutely primed, uh, to, to take the scout. The Ballymcnab and Madden girls nearly all go to the one school um, they all go to St. Patrick's in Kerry, in and that has been a hotbed and uh, a real breeding ground for Great Camogues, fantastic school with a great uh, Gaelic Games ethos and the Grain Moor uh, feed into that school as well, in Middletown, so there is a huge, in, in that arm area, um, there's huge appetite for, uh, you know, our, our game of Camogie and Ballin, them Bally McNabb girls Madden girls will know each other inside out so uh, that that to me will be a clinker of a game
0: certainly will be a clinker and Rosies, we mentioned Madden might have the form at the moment but Bally McNabb have done it they've proven it in the big day it brings its own pressures as well but also brings its own advantages
2: yeah absolutely we have to remember as well Madden won the Ulster Club Championship as well after winning the Armagh one so that was um lovely to see an Armagh Club winning an Ulster Club Championship and then went on to the semi-final and they were um, unlucky to meet a, a very strong Leash team. But Ballymcnab McNam- have a massive panel because something, they could feel two teams, there's that many. I haven't seen an Armagh Club with that many girls in a long time now. They have um, great st- strength right down the middle of the field and throughout the forward line, very, very quick forward line. And Shelley McCard back playing as good as ever she did last year. So it really is a treat to watch Bally McNabb. But Madden has kind of a different side of the play in it in that they're um, very physical, very strong, very determined. Um, they've got some football players as well in their team, which means there's a great strength there in the team. And um, yeah, Bally McNabb really will want to retain that title and to go on and, and retain their Ulster title as well. Because, um I think they've been at it now for a long time now this year, and there's this this the actual strict training they've done now will stand them in good stead. They've got a lot of girls on the county team also, so that will have helped them earlier on in the year, and Madden has had't that many teams on the county gears on the county team, but maybe they'll come through now for the the championship for the national championship, but Van McNab definitely um great strength and depth throughout the team, and um yeah. they they will put it up to Madden, but then again, Madden, I will, I actually, it's very hard to call that one as well, because it's so 50-50, it'll just really depend on the night who's the hungrier, because both of them are well capable of um, producing the goods on the night, so who cancels who out will be the the challenge. (laughs)
0: Well, if the Armagh Championship is as good as it's entirety as it next Wednesday night looks set to be, it's going to be a real, real cracking fair. And of course, as we said already, it's just a pity more people won't see it. I'm going to ask you for your predictions now. You can politely decline. You can pick your own clubs if you want. I don't mind. But I'll let you decide. Rosie, I'll start with yourself first. Uh, who are going to be the Armagh Senior Kabuki Champions in 2020?
2: Um... It's really hard to pick it because of all years I think you have a lot more teams in contention this year a lot more teams have thrown great strength early on in that league it's not supposed to be a competitive league but try telling that to come clear that mm-hmm. the match isn't competitive It just it's not in their DNA once there's a ball there everything's competitive um, uh, God I don't know I would still go with Graham Moore, I think. I still think they're a wounded animal and they really want their crown back and they will put all the stops out. They haven't had a great show in the league, but then again, they haven't been at full strength in the league. Um, They have 11 dual players on the team. Those girls have been training equally as hard at football as Camogie and, um, yeah, I'm still going for Graham Moore. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Uh, Rosie, I'd be disappointed if you hadn't. <laughs> well, Darren, I'm sure you don't expect,
3: you're not going to expect me to say anything. Only uh, Portmore, but I agree with Maggie. Uh, or sorry, Rosie, there there has been um, in previous uh, seasons there would be a gulf maybe between you know some of the teams that are coming up, but the teams are very evenly matched, and it is going to be you know. Um, a, all those plenary games are going to be tightly contested and there's not going to be um, much difference in any of the score lines. If you, if you win by a point or two, you'll be doing well.
0: So the official prediction uh, from, uh, from here is that uh, the game watches Valley McNabb against Madden, but the county champions will come from Portmore against Greymore. <laughs> 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 ladies, the just before of
2: all this is, there's no replays on Wednesday night, it's extra time. So, if you get a draw at the end of it, we'll fight it out for
0: more. We'll fight it out for more. No, we wouldn't have it any other way. Good midweek, mid-week <laughs> battles across the board, uh, ladies. Before I let you go, just a quick word on Armagh later on in the All Ireland Junior Championship. Uh, the Orchard County just hasn't made the breakthrough in the in the last couple of years. a heavy loss to Carlo in the final a couple of years ago, but it's certainly a county that if all the Ducks can line up for a run when that championship starts in October, I know it won't be in Crow Park, sadly, this year, but there's a chance Armagh will be in real contention for silverware.
2: Well, well <laughs> this year, I think, last year, they actually hadn't a great start last year because they started really late and were, they didn't come in quick enough and they didn't have the panel established quick enough. But this year, there's um, three guys now who's taken over now. And from the end of January, they were quick off the mark and had a look at, good look at the girls last year for the league final and that. And had set their panel, was able to bring more people in. So there's a great blend of youth in the Armagh senior team this year, as well as some of the more experienced girls. But like you're looking at some of the age groups of the girls, really just mentioned today, like one of the older girls is, is 24. So that's what you're looking at now. Whereas in past years, you might have had the higher end, maybe up in your late 20s, early 30s. But there's still a great blend of mature girls and young girls coming through. There's a lot of girls from Cross and Glen, Portmore, St. Bridget's, and, uh, as well as the Katie, Bally Mcnab girls and Tully Siren girls. So there's a great mixture from all the clubs in Armagh this year, which is absolutely brilliant. And... The three guys um, Jerry McGough he was with Wexford formerly um, Ozzy Qs and Aidan Morgan so they have really established a great bond with the girls and even when they were doing their online training and that there was great and there was great camaraderie there and there was a great buzz in the team so it's really sad that the lockdown happened when it did because our ma was really going at it and were so determined and so focused and were arranging all sorts of challenges and then I think it was the Friday, they were all ready to head to Carlow in the league and we went nowhere and didn't go anywhere after that. So, unfortunately, we had one match in the league against Downs' second team. Um, They didn't have a great team out that day, there was a lot of absentees, but they did give a good account to themselves on the 4G pitch in Newry. But... um, there's definitely more to come for that RMAC team. They've added a few more girls now that would have been there in previous years. Here are Donnie and Bernie Murray's back. And so that's going to give a lot more strength and depth to the team that maybe wasn't there earlier on. But what I'd that, in that the girls that were there all year really were committed and trained really hard and are totally focused. And there's some of those girls still remember the buzz from 2018 when they were in Crow Park and kind of want that back again and the quicker they get it back the better because they they really have through everything at it this year.
0: And really that's the one thing if they can rediscover that bond that was being built up earlier in the year, the drive to get back to an All-Ireland final, it's just about you know your group and anything's possible afterwards.
3: Absolutely. The the, the girls was just gutted, you know, after um, I think it was 2017, you know, we thought we'd be straight back but uh, you know, it's it's easier said than done. Put it like that. Uh, I think it was Ross Common knocked them out um, in a home game in the Athletic Grounds the following year, and it, it was gut wrenching, because um, it was a game that Arma, uh, you know, possibly you know could have went on to win. But we have um, Ross Common again at home in our first game. Um, And we have been, I suppose, maybe uh, lucky with the draw, with two home games with Waterford at home, which I think will be a tricky tie as well. And then they have the the long and difficult journey to go to Limerick um, at the end of uh, October. So it it is very late for the girls. Um, I just hope that that bond that Rosie has talked about Um, will be able to recapture all that um, because of the age of profile of the county team. There's a lot of girls, 19, you know, 20. A number of them will be going to university. Um, I I know a couple who's actually, um, you know, Derry, Belfast. uh, Some obviously go to Dublin, you know, down south, maybe some over, over to England. So, you know, it's just... Uh, that's a tricky time of the year for, for university girls, um, you know, to keep them together, long, dark evenings, you know, keeping the training going. So I just hope uh, come the 14th, I think the 14th of September is, is our date for the senior team getting back out on, you know, collectively together. Um, there's going to be a lot of work uh, to be done in a very short period of time because we're really just about six weeks to get the girls' championship ready for that first home game against Roscommon. So it, it'll be a challenge.
0: It certainly will be, but we're certainly looking yeah. forward to it and seeing how Armagh and all the teams get on in that competition here in the year. I'd love to continue talking for longer, ladies. It's an absolutely brilliant conversation. And really, as I mentioned again, we'll be looking forward to seeing how the Armagh Senior Kaboge Championship plays out. Rita Cunningham and Rosie Mary, thanks a million for joining us here in Sports Desk. Good Lovely. Time. Thank you. Bye. And now before we go, let's go through the camogie fixtures for the weekend, starting with tonight, Friday, in the Tipperary Senior Camogie Championship. All games tone in at quarter past seven. Anacarty are at home to Clonulti Ross Moore. Burgess Tahara welcome to Mifara. Defending champions Drum and Inch face Nina and Silvermines are hosts for Cashel. On the Saturday, three games in the Cork Senior Camogie Championship, all taking place in Castle Road. Eustace Town meets I'm O'Killy at 12.30. It's Sarsfields against clocked off at 3.30. And Ballincollig face Douglas at half past six. There's four games in the Clare Senior Camogie Championship. Six Mile Bridge take on Ina Kilnemona in Shannon at four o'clock. Trua Clonara meets Scarva Gunno at 5 o'clock in Father McNamara Park. And in two games at half-six in Cratlow, it's Kilkish and Boudic against St. Joseph's Dora bearfield and Newmarket on Fergus take on Kilmele. Four matches in the Down Senior Camogie Championship all thrown in at 4 o'clock. Unriak are at home against Neytrum Fontenay. Ballygrand meets Clonduff, Ballygalga take on Castlewellan, And Breda are hosts against St. Patrick's Portaferry. In the Antrim Senior Camogie Championship, Dunloy take on Cushendell at 6 o'clock, while Loch will host Ballycastle at 7. In Waterford at 6.30 start for their two games, Della Salle are hosts for Lismore, while St Anne's travel to Tremore. On Sunday, there's a full round of games in the Kilkenny Senior Camogie Championship. Piltown welcome Clara at 11 o'clock, St Bridget's take on Thomastown in Tomrail Park, Tullerone are hosts for Dixborough, while Winegap make the trip to face young Ireland in Goran. And three games take place in the Westmead Senior Camogie Championship. Defending champions are Harney, travel to Castle Town at 12 o'clock. Loughlin Gales are host for Delvin Cullion at the same time, while Crookedwood Pollard meet Clonkill. In the Dublin Senior Camogie Championship, 1.30 is the start time for their three games. Paul Celtic are at home to Nave Jude, Nafina welcome Ballyboden St. Endes, and defending champion St. Vincent's play their first game at home to Lucan Sarsfields. In the Mead Senior Camogie Championship at 6.30, Dunderry welcome Blackhall Gales, Moving to Monday, one game in the Cork Senior Camogie Championship at 7 o'clock it takes place in Castle Road, Pallygarvin Garvin against Milford. The quarter-finals of the Wexford Senior Camogie Championship take place also at 7 o'clock. It's Glenbarrentown against Nave Anna at, in Killioran at 7 o'clock, while Ratneur hosts for St Iber Shell Millier at the same time. On Tuesday night, in the Meath Senior Camogie Championship there's three games down for decision, Rattoad welcomed Nafina at 7 o'clock. Boards Mill travel to Dunboyne for the 7.15 throw-in, while it's Kilmesson against Kiltail, that's in Dunshanley at half seven. And on Wednesday on Darmassi, Camogie Championship, four games down for decision, Middletown meets Cross McLenn, and defending champions Bally McNabb take on Madden, it's Portmore against Grainmore, and Tully Sarin against Keady. And that's it for another edition of the Curtain Razor. Our team song On The Verge comes from Joseph McDade and you can hear more from him on josephmcdade.com music. Don't forget to check out this week's Fair Green episode available now on sportsstars.ie with Waterford Camogie star Trish Jackman. I'd like to thank our guests again Vanula Carr, Rita Cunningham and Rosie Mary. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Darren Kelly and this was The Curtain Raiser.